0: Reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da 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 doom patrol! And welcome to the Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bowles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox. And today we are looking at Doom Patrol number 33 from June 1990 by Grant Morrison, Richard Case, John Nyberg. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure a host of others. That's uh, really. I like this cover. This one's kind of cool. It's very uh, sort of. I don't know. I'm not in <laughs> Fantasy, sort of the fairy tale It's got like the, the stuffed elephant, and Jane looks very. Uh, <laughs> she, she looks, looks like, like a dog. Annish. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Rebus is apparently terrified of something, <laughs> or is uh, having a brain aneurysm perhaps. <laughs> That's muscular. true. Totally. And Cliff actually still, it looks like still there's that gun that he was holding in the previous issues cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is in the background here. Right. I right. never noticed that until just now. Very cool. Very the continuity. Cool. That's right. Cover continuity. Like it. Excellent. Like it. Excellent. Excellent. <clears throat> All righty. So we open up. Oh, and we get a big ad for Dick Tracy. He's on his way, apparently. <laughs> he is totally on his way. Excellent. Alrighty, so we're back in the midst of the ongoing storyline. We've got uh, someone jabbering on uh, about how it's the end of the universe. He's only it's, got... Uh, Kipling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only got two cigarettes left. Yeah. <laughs> and it pains him to admit that this tedious old stoat Elliot was absolutely right. This is the way the world ends. Referencing, of course, T.S. Eliot. Yes. Yes. (laughs) With a whimper. Not with a bang, but with a whimper, I guess. That's right. Paraphrasing poorly. Yes. (laughs) Words are uh, (laughs) disappearing from books. Books are disappearing from the shelves. And shelves are disappearing from libraries. And we get scenes of people, uh, little punk rockers trying to play his music and his guitar vanishes. And then... Someone trying to commit suicide, his razors and his pills vanish. So bit by bit, (laughs) all over the world, things are slowly starting to just vanish. Uh, He says, The Egyptians called it the Eye of Horus, Lord of Force and Fire. For thousands of years, the Hindus have known it as the Annihilating Eye of Shiva. And as for me, I know it as the biggest pain in the arse since the death of Edward II. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and you turn the page. I know it as the anti-god, the unmaker, de-creator, and we have this ginormous red eye floating in the sky, filling the sky. It's got like electricity shooting out of it. It is one big, big eyeball. Yes, <laughs> this is, this is the uh, eye that ELO was singing about. I believe. <laughs> Totally. Is that ELO or <laughs> the Alan Parsons? Project? I think it's Alan Parsons Project. Alan in the sky, am Yeah, yeah. Ah, stupid. <laughs> oh, well, I fail again. There you go. Ah, you have the right era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's like, see, what did I tell you? The cult of the unwritten book has summoned the Decreator. We are staring at the end of the universe in its bloodshot, bloody eye, and it's all your... And then his cigarette disappears, and he's like, Ah, you bastard! <laughs> How <laughs> dare you steal my cigarettes? He <laughs> gets very upset with things like that. That's right. Nothing like staying on task. <laughs> That's what Rebus is for. He's like, Stop it. How do we stop it, Kipling? Stop it. It can't be stopped now. This is the Decreator we're talking about. It's not some bloody runaway train. And Rebus just asks, what exactly is it doing? I sense a vibration, like the sound of a vast gong heard backwards. And Kipling explains, have you ever seen a computer virus at work? When the virus gets into a program, the on-screen information begins to drop out of existence, letter by letter, figure by figure. That's what it's doing. The Decreator is annihilating the universe bit by bit. All the objects in the universe are dropping out of existence. Cigarettes and asteroids, grains of sand, red settees and overcoats, and neutron stars all disappearing one by one. There isn't a single bloody thing we can do to stop it. (laughs) Chin chin. Which brings us rather neatly to Mr. Steel. In the puppet theater. Well, that's the title of the the issue. And we see Cliff is in front of this ginormous church-like thing. I guess that's like a stained glass window maybe of yeah. people <laughs> screaming in terror as the uncreator uncreates above them. That's right. That's a lovely uh, stained glass. <laughs> i totally go to that church. Absolutely. As long as they're singing. Of course. And pie. <laughs> singing pie at the end of the world. <laughs> Mr. Steele is trapped in the spirit town of Nurnheim, home of the cult of the unwritten book. Uh, In case you're interested, the stupid high-pitched voices belong to Hoodman Blind and Hoodman Shame. So these two uh, creatures come over to Cliff and they're saying, Stay there, stay there, make no move. And they're looking like, uh, oh, what would you say? Kind of like... Kind of look like clansmen. Yeah, yeah. Big white hoods. And uh, they've got these long robes in there. One has like a keyhole chained to him and the other one is something else something, something right yeah here. it's like a perfume blaster or something but he's got the gas mask attached to oh it. yes yeah one's got really big teeth yeah <laughs> or a big mouth <laughs> like that uh that dude in hellraiser not the not the guy with the needles in his head but the, right. <laughs> his teeth there his lips are all stretched back from his teeth that's right so the teeth are probably normal it's just the mouth is no, oh, he looks looks abnormally large as well. But. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not scary airy. It's just big, in your face. Mr. Steele. as might be expected, attempted to defend himself against these two twittering idiots. So he pulls out his arm and a shotgun appears or a laser blast. But of course, everything goes horribly wrong. <laughs> starts doing the funky chicken. That's right, he's shaking all over the place. Saint Vitus shake. Take your partners for the dance macabre. They say and the hoodmen are far from being the worst of the servants of the cult of the unwritten book, but they are among the most peculiar. You know when you're trying to remember a word and it's on the tip of your tongue but you can't seem to get it out? Well, that's because the hoodmen have eaten it. <laughs> that's such a cool cool yeah. idea. <laughs> They eat it all. Takes it one step further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They eat all the words that are on the tips of other people's tongues. They thrive on misplaced words, savoring all the lost potential of each, of each expression. They're also able to convert the words into electricity. <laughs> Mister Steele took an entire phrase, and he's been electrocuted. And. Knocked down and they drag him over to their little wagon. <laughs> Nowhere in the history of the world up until this point had anyone used the, the sentence, Mr. Steele took an entire phrase. <laughs> and I have it make sense. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The wagon is, uh, attached to some bone creatures. They look like, I don't know, chickens, except for their heads are sort of feral dogs. Yeah, yeah. Chicken dogs. Chicken dogs, (laughs) you (laughs) know. That's right. The kind you would find in Nurnheim. (laughs) I'm sure they're famous for their chicken dog creatures. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Down twittin' and wind, they say, bear you away through the streets of Nurnheim. Down Down through the streets and away. Off they go. Uh, Over the spider bridge to the country of tears. Down, down, down. To the Puppet Theater, which now has like a little sign above it that says, Dr. Mirabilis' most excellent and unusual puppet theater. I can imagine. <laughs> totally. We flash over to the Doom Patrol headquarters where we get uh, Dorothy and Clay... Clay? Josh. Joshua. Josh Clay, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the chief... And they were just kind of, what's going on? I feel kind of scared. And the chief is like, well, you might well be, Dorothy. <laughs> if this data is correct, we could be looking at the end of the world. Then again, the end of the world is all in a day's work for the Doom Patrol. <laughs> However, in the event that we hear no news from the others within, let's say, 30 minutes, I'll probably have to ask you two to accompany me into the field. So if you'd like to, <laughs> Joshua is just kind of. Gritting his teeth and staring at the uh, the snow globe over over behind the cliff of the cliff, the chief. <laughs> so Joshua is looking at uh, the little snow globe behind the chief, and he and the the chief says, Joshua, will you please pay attention to me when I'm speaking? And Josh is like, I thought I heard something. That's all. I'm sure I heard something, but I don't know. Of course, we close in on the snow globe, which is again. A snow globe. I'm hiding. That's right. They're in the snow globe. Uh, we zip over for a check-in on uh, the rest of the Doom Patrol. And Kipling is saying, I meant what it said. It can't be stopped. They're kind of running through uh, the darkened town. And uh, Crazy Jane is like, so where the hell are we going, that motor mouth? I don't want to spend my last hours on Earth running around like a headless chicken. He's like, well, where does it look like we're going? Must I explain every little thing? We're going there. This is where we're going. The Sagrada Familia. And uh, Crazy Gene is like, what's the point? What is it? He's like, the point is, I haven't got any better ideas. I mean, I just, oh. (laughs) And they see what looks like a giant rip in space, I guess, with screams coming out of it. Ah, And he says, it is Emilio Cuervo, or it was Emilio Cuervo. Now it's just the wound, bugger. (laughs) And they ask where Cliff is, and she's like, you sent Cliff in here, and I don't see him anywhere. Oh, my God, I've never met a more hysterical and unruly mob than you people. Don't I have enough to worry about? See, there's something coming out of the wound now. Didn't I say, didn't I... Oh, and he starts, looks like he's throwing up there. Something. <laughs> Something, yeah, yeah. And Rebus is like, I think we need to take action fairly quickly. And Crazy Jane is like, what is up with you now? <laughs> he says, I'm dying of bloody consumption. I'm half dead already. And Rebus repeats, I think we need to take action now. And Out of the wound comes some <laughs> half-men-like creatures with forks, and they're all... Safety pinned up through the back. Starving skins. Yes. (laughs) Oh, why didn't you shut up? Look, it's obvious that I'm in no fit state for a fight. You keep the starving skins busy, and I'll just try to stay alive long enough to lay a protective postcard spiral. Right, where are my cards? So while Kipling is doing that, Rebus uh, sends out the negative being and cuts through a couple of the uh, starving skins. And Rebus turns herself into... Jane. Oh, Jane, yeah. Jane turns herself into... Uh, Flaming Katie. Flaming Katie, and she burns some of the skins up. Kipling is cheering them on from the sidelines while he gets his postcards ready. look he does. <laughs> That's right. Doesn't want to dirty his hands. He's good with uh, background stuff. <laughs> and we get back into Nurnheim, and the, uh, the hooded men are bringing uh, Cliff up to... Oh, probably the head of the church or something. There's a there's a big cage, mm-hmm. uh, and inside the cage, someone is saying, "Mr. Steele, it's me. It's the book. They read me. They read me, and all the words just disappear off my body. I couldn't stop them. I couldn't help it." I think they uh, they're like the hidden one. They're like, mm, "Yeah, we got to bring him too." Mm-hmm. They're like, he's 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 unhappy about that. <laughs> And uh, some people come up to unlock the cage, some green, ghouly things. The creeper dudes that stole him from the uh, hotel. Yes. Stick him with needles, hooks and eyes, they say. They pull him out. They drag him along. Bring him up to the front of the church there. And... Masters. That's right. Prepare your minds, open your eyes, enter the holy, holy presence of the demiurges, the Masters. Cliff is like, what? And of course we see some puppets. <laughs> some uh, string puppets, marionettes. They're kind of sitting on these two thrones and they're all uh, just kind of lumpy. Like no one's holding the strings. Yeah, the yeah they're just kind of lifeless on the Lop. chairs. Uh, yes, they're nice, the- sir. You know, all twisted at at unnatural angles and such. Yeah. And each of them has a hand puppet on their hand. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) they're puppets with puppets. Mm -hmm. They are the Archons, the Archons, Archons, I guess, of Nurnheim. Puppets, (laughs) says Cliff. Those are the leaders of the cult. Puppets? (sighs) And suddenly the male figure starts to move. (laughs) That's right. The little puppet on the hand of the male figure there. Puppets, all life is jerked on the end of idiot strings. All life dances blindly in the dark. We are something more. Discarded childhood toys, grown bitter and deformed and hungry for revenge. Painted gods by whose power existence itself is brought to an end. Cliff is like, this is insane. What can you possibly achieve by destroying everything? Achieve, we achieve nothing. Literally nothing. And he, uh, the one puppet starts banging on the, uh, Puppet of his partner there. <laughs> naughty, naughty, naughty. That's the way to do it. And then the poor little girl puppet says, God, too, will come to nothing. All the strivings all of God Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You want bloody puppets. She's all cracked. Yes. Soon those doomsday bells will ring and Nurnheim will re- reveal itself to the world and then nothing, forever and ever. Nothing. So they're just looking to end existence because they hate it so much. That's right. And we jump over to uh, Kipling. He's got his postcards set out in sort of a spiral that gets smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And the uh, Rebus and Crazy Jane are standing within the spiral there. He's like, well, it's not long now before the end of the universe. Does anyone have any brilliant ideas before we all disappear completely? (laughs) And Crazy Jane is like, Yes, I have a brilliant idea as usual. It's up to me to get us out of things. I think I know how to stop the Decreator. Kipling's like, he can't be stopped. I've told you a million bloody times. She says, stop is just a word I use to mean something quite different. I'm handing over to Lucy Fugue now. She'll explain everything. The Decreator is a word, you see. The word of God brought the Decreator into being. Sound, light... The Decreator is a vibration, nothing more. Wavelengths and frequencies. Rebus is starting to clue in. He, she, it (laughs) says, Yes, sacred geometry stone becomes light, hyperboloid, helicoid, spiritual radio. (laughs) Uh, Kipling says, This is all tremendously woodstock. But what are you planning to do apart from bore the Decreator to death? And Crazy Jane starts to change. She says, we're going to set up a counter-vibration, an interference pattern. It's simple. It looks like she's turning into glass. Yeah, she's starting to uh, come see through. You can see her skeleton and... Uh, yeah, it's weird. Her veins and stuff moving around. She's like, look around you. Uh... Gaudi, Gaudi, there we go, designed this cathedral to gather and broadcast spiritual energies. This whole place is one huge tuning fork. (laughs) Kipling, of course, is it's never going to work. Well, it might work. (laughs) We can do it. We can totally do it, says uh, Jane. And so we did. And the whole cathedral, struck like a bloody great Tibetan bowl, began to sing. Singing stone, choral architecture... Typically, the harmonics brought on one of my migraines. (laughs) Noses began to bleed. Epileptics everywhere went into seizures. Windows shattered. There was mass vomiting on the streets. But it must be said something was happening. (laughs) He's like, oh, my God, I would die for an aspirin. (laughs) And inside Nurnheim, we have the little puppets. And Lady Puppet is like, take them both to Hangman's Acre and string them up from the cancer tree. Let them watch the end from there. Cliff is like, no way, no way! And he <laughs> busts loose. <laughs> he's busted out. That's Any which right. way but loose. That's totally what he's doing. He, of course, goes running through the uh, church up staircases, I guess, or jumping up through the. He's climbing, he's climbing the bell tower. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, at the top is the bell master. <laughs> They're like, stop him, Bellmaster. And of course the Bellmaster just says, Stop, please, holds out his hand and Cliff <laughs> just punches him off the side. Back hands him off the <laughs> <laughs> He's like a ten foot dude with a chicken head. So <laughs> just bop knocks him down. That's right. Politeness <laughs> will get you nowhere. <laughs> That's what you get for being polite. That's just right. Alright, Cliff is uh I just hope you can hear me out there, Josh, and he does a great big jump. Grabs one of the uh, ropes in the bell tower and starts the bell a ringing. Mm-hmm. And of course, Josh does hear something. He's like, I did hear something. It's here. My God, it's in here. Bells, there's something. And he uh, grabs the uh, snow globe off its stand and uh, gives it a crack, breaks it open, and uh, Robot Man and the book come tumbling out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh robot man says you got to destroy the paperweight hurry up destroy it however from the uh, remnants of the paperweight we see nurnheim is starting to uh, grow <laughs> it's getting bigger josh is like how do we destroy that it's just getting bigger and bigger how can we possibly and then it just looks like it just vanishes yep <laughs> is like why doesn't stuff like this surprise me anymore (laughs) (laughs) alrighty so they're explaining at the end there that's the story the biggest laugh is that Nurnheim itself was decreated at the last moment (laughs) I think that's what can only be described as cheap irony and you're saying you did what to the decreator they explain well we slowed it down we couldn't stop the decreator but we slowed it down we interfered with it we gave it something else to think about but it's still destroying the universe. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but it's doing it terribly, terribly slowly now. Objects and people will continue to vanish mysteriously, but it'll all happen so slowly that no one need ever know the old place is coming undone. I happen to think I've done a bloody good job, if I may say so myself. (laughs) Maybe those buggers will let me back into the order again. (laughs) Anyway, before I finish this last cigarette, I'd better get going. I'll say cheerio then. <laughs> and the chief says, you'll just wait there for a moment until we've discussed this. <laughs> and uh he's like, uh-huh, sure. Blows out a smoke ring and uh just steps through it and vanishes. <laughs> Excellent. Chief says, Interesting. However, we have more important matters to attend to. Your malfunctioning body, for instance, Cliff. It's typical of Dr. Magnus to spend a fortune on something that doesn't work properly. I could have made a better body out of Campbell's soup cans. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I ought to take a look at you. And uh, Cliff says, yeah, I guess. As if I don't have enough on my, hmm, that's odd. I seem to have misplaced my pen. And that's funny, because <laughs> they actually, in the previous, the bottom panel there, you can see his pen in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just... It just disappears and he go to reach for it. <laughs> <laughs> lovely it's a cute little ending. That's right. Yeah, we close out with uh, checking uh, in on Ria. Yeah, Ria, Jones. Her uh, her life signs are fairly stable until the very last panel, where they start spiking wildly. Mm-hmm. Something going on in there. That's right. And that is the end of the issue. That's it. For now, we are promised next issue, The Soul of a New Machine. Interesting. Oh, yes. Yes. The next issue. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) Quite possibly my favorite issue of the entire series. Yes. (laughs) We get the return of some favorite characters. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Excellent. And a love story. Oh, totally. Who who doesn't love a love story? (laughs) Haters. That's who. That's right. Haters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay this is the start of art young's run on the book he's the new editor it looks like oh yeah right ah so mark wade i guess is gone and art young is stepping in Uh... this is next issue i can only describe next month's issue as without question the most fun story i've ever worked on anywhere (laughs) there you go Totally. You can't trust Art Young. Who can you trust? That is right. I think he sticks on the book for quite a while. Yeah, he pretty much goes to the end of it. Yeah. I think. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. I think so too. I think he's around. He did some good. He did some good books in his day, from what I remember. I think he was on. Well, I mean, it, he, he got really lucky getting put on a book that basically just does its own thing. And yes. <laughs> you don't really have to do a lot of, you probably didn't have to do a lot of editorial stuff with Morrison. Yeah. You might've have. Have had to talk him back from the ledge every once in a while, but <laughs> I think for the most part, he was just given fairly free reign to do what he wanted to do. I think so. Yes. Uh, what else is going on in the letter columns? Uh... People are worried about Jane. They thought that uh, she'd actually been killed off. Yes. However, that Obviously was dead. temporary. <laughs> yep. Just temporary. She was dead, but she got better. She got was better. <laughs> That's right. Excellent. All righty. Well, that brings us to the end. Mm-hmm. Totally. What was going on? What else was going on? Ooh, Ford uh, Fairlane number two. Uh, <laughs> uh, Huh? Excellent. There were good books out this time, and there were not. There were not. (laughs) (laughs) Ford Fairlane, (laughs) we will let you decide where that falls. (laughs) Animal Man, for one. Animal Man is a good one. Yep, yep. Uh, Legion 90. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. A young man with all of Superman's powers wants to join the Legion, and there's something familiar about him. Oh, of course, there is. Plus, Lady Quark, Captain Comet. Hey, Comment. Lady Quark. Right. got like that. Totally. Totally. Starman. There you go. Still kicking around. Checkmate is kicking around. Yep, yep. Excellent. There All you go. good stuff. Totally. Check it out at your local comic shop. Twenty years ago. That's right. Hop into the little <laughs> uh, time bubble and Deeper. see what's hanging out on the stands. <laughs> Alrighty, in the meantime, if you want to uh, send us a note or anything, you can send us an email to doompodtroll at gmail.com. Yes, we or, wish you would. That yes, would be awesome. Yes, you can wander over to our website, which is also doompodtroll.com. All the episodes are up there. You're welcome to leave comments on any of the links there. Very cool. Yes. Alrighty. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye bye.